Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. There's desperation and anguish. More than 80,000 Afghans have since arrived in America. But this story is still unfolding. I'm Andrea Smartin. In my new podcast, Stranger Becomes Neighbor, we'll find out what happens to these new arrivals in our communities. Who would help our newest neighbors? Follow us at kslpodcast.com, Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen. Inside Sources. Inside Sources. Inside Sources. Where KSL offers Utah deeper insights on the news. Host Boyd Matheson divides rage from reason and elevates the conversation on issues crucial to our community. On KSL News Radio 102.7 FM and 1160 AM. Uh, we often talk about discourse in America being less civil, being more filled with contempt and anger and hate. As we head into the midterm elections, it's, of course, heating up rather than cooling down. And the attack ads and the name-calling continue on debate stages, on television screens, on radio airwaves, and in a host of other places. The question for all of us is, can we change that? Is there a way to get dignity back into the equation? Let's begin. Think you know the news of the day? Think again. We're very thrilled to have joining us back on the program once again, our friend Tim Shriver from Unite, Unite.org. And uh, Tim, one, welcome back to the program. We know this is a uh, a big week for you. There's a lot of exciting announcements coming out and announcements that we really value on this show uh, in terms of how we have the conversation in the public square. And uh, again, appreciate you coming on the show today. And I know there's uh, announcements coming tomorrow and over the uh, remaining weeks uh, that are going to be just extraordinary and things for all of us to to think about. But I, I want to start with kind of the, the premise for all of this in terms of where we are as a country in terms of our discourse. Well, thanks for having me, Boyd. It's always a uh, delight to be w- talking with you and to be sharing conversation with your listeners. Uh, over the last several years, we've had several chances, and each time I've grown and learned, and I think, I hope, uh, some of the ideas we've been creating at Unite.us have been helpful, too. I think, look, the headline here is that the country's in trouble. Um, I think almost everybody agrees that the level of our divisiveness, that the level of our discourse, that the level of the hatred and venom and contempt that are, are all around us, that, that it's just out of control, that it's, it's gone to a place that none of some most of us never imagined it would, and that we're all a little bit struggling, right? People are struggling. What do I do? How do I escape this? How could I be part of the difference? Isn't there some other way of electing people to Congress, to the United States Senate, to governor's races, to our state and local offices? Isn't there another way of doing this that doesn't mire us in so much fear and anger and hostility? So that's that's been the impetus for us to think about challenging our political system and challenging each of us voters, you know, advocates, people who believe strongly in different issues, challenging us to find a different way of trying to solve our national problems that takes us back from this precipice that it feels like we're on, where, you know, we're not solving problems. We're becoming more divisive. And some people would say we're even risking violence. In fact, we've seen violence. So this is, this is where we are now. And, we're hoping to add our our voices to proposing an alternative. Yeah, we, we've talked a lot uh, 
over the years uh, about this whole idea of contempt. We often go to our good friend Arthur Brooks and uh, talking about that more than a political polarization problem, we have a contempt problem in that it's not just enough to say that I disagree with you, but because I disagree with you, uh, you are worthless. Uh, and so I can melt down your social media channels. I can say all kinds of horrible things about you, and I can still sleep at night and go to church on Sunday and, and feel good about myself. Uh, and so really, it seems to be that the, the thing that we have to go after and the thing that your organization is about is how do we get past the contempt issue? And then yeah. what, what does that look like? This will sound like a condemnation, but it's a little bit of a failure of our imagination. When we mm-hmm. disagree, our imagination has led us to believe that the way to disagree is to demean and humiliate the other person. Mm. So you and I don't agree, Boyd, on issue X. Well, you are a, before I've even imagined a new way to resolve our differences, I'm calling you names. And I'm accusing you of having bad motives. And I'm challenging the fact that you've been responsible for all sorts of horrible things, crimes, you know, uh, devaluation. So our imagination when we disagree has been collapsed. And all we think we have as an option is contempt. That's not American. Yeah. That's not the best in humanity. We will always have disagreements, husbands and wives, brothers and sisters, neighbors and friends, colleagues and, you know, and, 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 and coworkers. We will have disagreements. In fact, as we know that our human, we get better when we learn from each other, right? That's the whole point. But the, but the challenge now is that our politics has told us, no, 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 that's not the point. Disagreement is a license for hatred and contempt. Yeah. Our belief is that we can't solve problems that way. We d- it doesn't work. Yeah. Forget whether it's nice or holy or sacred or, or psychologically healthy. Forget all that. Just ask yourself, does it work yeah. to solve problems when we hate people who disagree with us? And the answer to that is almost irrefutably, no, it's not working. Yeah. We've got to try something different. That's right. And I love how you frame this in the context of the the failure of imagination. And I think often what happens in that, I always go back to that phrase, the, the commanding heights of moral imagination. Uh, mm. and, and it is from that commanding height that you can see the solutions to the problems. When you're down there in the muck, in the mire, in the valley uh, of contempt, you, you have no vision. You have no ability to, to be curious about what someone else might uh, believe or a solution that That's might right. be possible. Uh, and I, uh, before we dive into this uh, announcement you're going to be making tomorrow, uh, I want to go into a little bit of, of your uh, personal experience because you've shared some things about a group that you, you gathered together uh, to kind of have this different kind of honest, authentic conversation of what we often do as dividers. Uh, and again, not just in a uh, nicety, Pollyanna, kumbaya group hug kind of thing. Uh, but in a way to actually get curious and to have different kinds of conversations really from that that commanding height of moral imagination. Well, look, you know, we're crazy. Our, our group, Unite.us, we, we're, we're far-flung folks. We're, we're Peace Corps volunteers and high school kids and political pollsters and lawyers and doctors and psychologists and ministers and imams and rabbis and all kinds of different people. So one of the things we cooked up was, well, let's start a support group that's like the, like Alcoholics Anonymous, people who are trying to recover from contempt and division. So we called this Dividers Anonymous instead of alcoholics or narcotics. Uh, those those connote a, 
uh, an addiction to a substance. Our Dividers Anonymous reminds us that we're all a little bit addicted to separating, dividing, and blaming and shaming others. It's mm-hmm. kind of like almost the fundamental flaw in human nature. As much as we love one another and as much as we're drawn to love one another, we also seem to have this willingness, this desire, this, this almost safety valve that says, oh, well, when, when things get tough, I got to blame somebody. Somebody's to blame for my problem. Somebody's to blame for this issue. So we divide. So our group is called Dividers Anonymous, and we meet. You know, it's, we're not a big group. We're just a you know, just a couple of dozen people right now. But we're trying to experiment with what it would feel like to spend a, a certain amount of our spiritual or moral or you know psychological energy supporting one another out of this addiction, out of this dispositional flaw, if you will, uh, to divide. And that's, that's what we're going to be announcing, you know, uh, later on today and, and tomorrow, that the announcement of a variation of this group, which is actually an attempt to bring the same principle to our politics. Now, people are thinking, bring, you know, unity or, uh, or dignity to politics. How do you do that? That's the announcement we're going to make. You know, our our politicians get scored all the time on are they good on crime? Are they good on education? Uh, How do they stack up as a a liberal? How do they stack up as a conservative, as a Republican or as a Democrat? They're scored in so many ways. When we come back, we're going to stay with the conversation with Tim Shriver. And we're going to talk about scoring our elected officials on dignity, not their dignity, but the dignity that they give and use in their speech towards others, especially those they disagree with. Stick around. Inside Sources. Inside Sources with Boyd Matheson. If you're just joining us, uh, we're really thrilled to have joining us on the program today, Tim Shriver, Unite.us, and uh, an important announcement uh, coming out and something that we're going to follow very closely on this program in the coming weeks and months because, to me, this is how we get to the crucial conversation and Tim, as we look at this now, and, and part of what you're rolling out is something that we talk about polls, we talk about different indexes for economics and prosperity and what's happening in society. You are introducing something that I think is very powerful that can change the conversation, uh, and that is the Dignity Index. Tell us about it. Okay, so here's the thing, Boyd. Uh, what is dignity? People say, what is dignity? We, our belief is that dignity is honoring the inherent worth given to each of us at birth. Uh, Some might say God-given, some might just say given, uh, but it doesn't matter. Dignity is the honoring the inherent worth of the other. And acting with dignity is treating them, treating others as their best selves, looking for the good in the person, no matter how horrible, violent, or different that person might be, looking for the good. So our question is, who's challenging our politicians to do that? Who's asking whether the candidates for the Congress or the Senate or any other political office, who's asking them, are you looking for the good in your opponent or are you looking for the demonic, the horrible, the the contemptible, uh, the disgusting in your opponent? And we want to say, let's like you said, you'll, you'll ask a senator, well, what, what's, what have you contributed to growing the GDP? Uh, what have you contributed, congressperson, 
to growing employment? What have you contributed, Governor, to improving the environmental index in our state or in our community? What, and, and the list goes on and on. Measures by which we challenge our political leaders to act. We want to add one, a new measure. What have you contributed, Governor, Senator, Congressman, uh, State Representative? What have you contributed to the dignity of the people in our state? And what, conversely, have you done to add to the power of hatred and contempt in our state? Aren't those just as important? And maybe even more important now, Boyd, maybe treating people with dignity is the new measure of citizenship in our day and age. And that's what we're going to be releasing. We're going to score speeches. We're going to score social media posts. We're not going to score them on, you know, they're grading on gun rights or immigration or a GDP. We're going to score them on dignity and hatred and challenge each of us to become more aware of the power we have to treat people with dignity and actually get out of this mess we're in right now. Yeah, I, I think this is uh, so needed, so timely, uh, both inspired and inspiring. Uh, I, I think of uh, someone that I know you've worked a lot with, uh, Emmanuel Cleaver, representative uh, yeah. in the House, yeah. who actually came here to Utah. He and uh, former Congresswoman Mia Love had a great connection, opposite sides of the political aisle, focused together on poverty and lifting people up. And uh, I know Emmanuel Cleaver, a representative, would always say, we get scored on everything from, you know, all these different groups on voting records and, you know, are you good on education or, you know, this right or that right. And uh, I love that we can now score uh, on are we adding to that dignity uh, of the conversation and respecting the dignity uh, in there. So give us a, a little sense. Who's involved in this and what does this scoring look like? As you as you said, you're going to score everything from speeches and, and debates to, to mailers to social media posts. What does that look like? Well, first of all, you know, we've got we've had a terrific group from the University of Utah who has been working with us, scholars, statisticians, people who design measures to make sure we're objective, right? Because the first thing people think is, well, that's going to be biased in favor of the Republican or in favor of the Democrat or in favor of this. So we've, we've worked very hard to make this if we, as much as we can objective so that when we score people, we're not scoring them because we agree with them or disagree. We're just scoring them on the extent to which they are advancing more dignified approaches to disagreement versus more contemptible and hate-filled ones. Secondly, we've been developing this for better part of two years, my colleague Tom Rawshirt, who's a former White House speechwriter and a brilliant writer in his own right, Tammy Pfeiffer, uh, right there from the state of Utah, who has served former Governor Herbert in his education operation and is well-known throughout the state. She's been coordinating this with lots and lots of leaders throughout the state. We've got a terrific advisory board of people from both Utah and around the country. This is a, this is a pilot, for, and we're testing this in Utah, no other state right now. This is just here. So in some ways, we're, we're starting in a place where we think there's a hunger for more dignity, uh, but also a place like everywhere else in the country where there's a risk that we devolve into uh, warring factions uh, and potentially violent warring factions. So it's all it, we're launching this in Utah. We're going to we're going to start, you know, and your show is going to be the center of this. Point, so be ready. We're going to start with releasing scores every Friday on a select number of speeches, public uh, statements, uh, debate performances. 
How about grading a debate not based on who won and who lost, but who treated the other person with dignity and who treated the other person with contempt? But we're going to do that starting this Friday. Yeah, and we're going to do uh, it on this new on this new scale. So be careful, Boyd. We might be grading you. <laughs> I hope I hope you do. <laughs> we invite that every single day on this show. And uh, uh, Tim, to your point, we are going to feature this. We're doing a lot of coverage, obviously, going down the uh, the home stretch of uh, this very interesting midterm election. Uh, but this is just this is just the beginning. Uh, but we are every Friday at two twenty uh, on this show. We are going to feature the Dignity Index uh, and those scores coming out uh, based on the performance of people that are running for office here in the state of Utah. And it's going to be fascinating to watch and to listen. Uh, and this is much more than just kind of trying to measure someone's word or to figure it out. This is really changing the dynamic of the conversation. And I think this is long overdue. Uh, and so we are going to do this every Friday at 2.20. You're just going to want to set your clocks on your Friday. 2.20. Will be Absolutely. The- to set your clocks, because not only are you going to get the scores, but you're going to get a chance. Let's be honest. How many people... Boy, you and I have talked about this. Sit at the table with their friends and say, what are we going to do? I mean, this is a terrible situation. There's nothing that can be done. Now there's something that can be done. Not only can you listen to the scores, watch the scores, evaluate the scores yourself, but you can start to look at yourself. When we've done the testing, boy, here's what's been so fascinating. We've had dozens and dozens of students use this index and, and improve it as we've gone through the 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 groundwork but what they say to us at the end is this is going to be interesting in politics but i have already seen how it's changed me Mm, that's now this is the big this is the big opening here not just to decide whether you know this senator or that congressperson whether they've done a good job but also to have the index in a way be a mirror unto ourselves so that we can try to do better individually, because when we, the constituents, the citizens of this country, when we do better, we ask for better. And when we ask for better, we can get it. Yeah. Uh, so I'm hopeful that people will tune in on Fridays to the show, not just to see if the, their favorite candidate did well during the week, independent of, again, policy, just did they do well on dignity or hatred and contempt? Did they lean into that? But also to hear the discussion so that it can challenge each of us to actually act to help save our country. I mean, you know, it sounds like lofty language, but I really think, and I know many people agree with me, that's what's at stake, the future of our of our country. Yeah, and that is where the, the soul of the nation really lies, and, and it is. It is going to be an opportunity for us every Friday to really dig into this with some of the experts from uh, the Dignity Index, uh, from Unite.us. Uh, and other experts to have this different kind of conversation and ultimately to look ourselves in the mirror and to recognize, uh, as Tim just pointed out, that it's community, it's individuals, it's culture that lead and the politicians will follow. Uh, And if we start applying this dignity index to our interaction, not just on political matters, but on what's happened in the neighborhood, what's happening around your own kitchen table with your own family and friends, uh, we can change the, the course of the conversation, which will change the course of the country. Tim Shriver, thank you so much for giving us a little sneak peek. We're so excited to see this rolling out, and uh, we are looking forward to every Friday uh, and every point in between where this becomes a, a part of the conversation. Uh, this is the beginning of the beginning, in my view. Thanks, Boyd, for having me. Thanks for being a partner in this work, and I hope your listeners will know that they're being invited onto this team 
help us make this better, help us create this work, help us build momentum. It can make life a lot better for all of us, not to mention for our children and grandchildren. So thanks. Uh, Fantastic. Tim Schreiber is uh, always a pleasure to have on the program. We look forward to uh, some great dialogue, some extraordinary conversations yet to come. Uh, This is the beginning. Stick with us, folks. It's going to be an extraordinary ride, and it is going to lead us to those commanding heights uh, that are going to give us a view of what's really possible in our communities and in our country. A gun in the face. Then all of a sudden, they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. Started two years of horror for an American in Venezuela. They said, you need to give us your phone and get ready because you're coming with us. I'm Becky Bruce, and I spent a year researching and piecing together Josh and Tammy Holt's story about their ordeal in a notorious prison. That's when everything started to turn bad. We had another pound on the door. Boom, boom, boom. And there was the police once again. You can binge all of the episodes of Hope in Darkness on kslpodcasts.com or wherever you get your podcasts.